0: Hey everybody! This is Dimmick with Custom Insured, and my partner Cal Burgess and I are back here again for a um, uh, another kind of webinar video that we want to create. And um, you know, we want to try to have these things be topical and, and timely and relevant to people. So something we want to talk about a little bit today. Obviously, we're all familiar and aware of this pandemic, um, and even a lot of people' personal experience with losing their health and coverage or uh, at jeopardy of losing their health coverage as a result of furloughs and layoffs. So that's really kind of the topic we wanted to uh, touch on a bit today. Uh, so with that being said, I'll kind of uh, give Cal a, an opportunity to chime in here and um, you know, kind of a transition to the next uh, part of our talk here.
1: Uh, thanks, Timic, and that's exactly what we do. So just to kind of add on to what he had said, um, we want to be able to show small businesses viable options moving forward for group health plans, um, options that control costs and, of course, are flexible in nature. Um, in this particular episode, we'll be talking about the flexibility of the plans we offer and how they all come together, especially when you're talking about layoffs or furloughs. Um, you know, one of the one of the things that come to mind when I hear furlough is I think of all the uh, – um, You know, the airline industry employees, I've got a good friend of mine that's a pilot, and he doesn't know what's going to happen from one week to the next. So with that being said, typically what happens is an employer will ask an employee to stay on or hang around, so to speak, until activity picks back up, and they can or cannot be issued um, coverage or they will or won't be issued coverage depending on the scenario size of the company or how it's structured. So, um, there, there may be times in a pandemic where you as a small business may have to downsize until more business comes in the door. But instead of having to recruit new employees, you may want to keep the same ones you have on staff. Although, you know, you're, you're gonna have to be mindful about what your costs are. So that's where our flexibility comes in. You know, um, what Dimmick and I try to tell employers every time when we're sitting down with them is if things get tight and you have to make adjustments to coverage, we can take off or add on as much coverage as we need to, making these plans flexible. So if that conversation ever does have to come up where an employer has to let a few employees go or quote-unquote furlough their employees moving forward. Um, we can give them options to maybe even cover hospitalization and surgery only in case they contracted COVID-19, maybe give them some options for teledoctor visits to cover the basic interests until they're able to bring them back as a full-time employee, giving them the comprehensive coverage they had beforehand. And so that's what we want to speak to you about is the uh, flexibility and the uh, adaptability to when that happens and how that all comes together.
0: Uh, yeah. So let's kind of set the tone on, you know, the average, uh, you know, small business or even large business. But again, our focus is more on small business. Um, you know, the 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 average group plan that they have in place right now is a traditional plan. So uh, some of the stuff that's happening when people are being furloughed, as you reference, the employer is able to extend the coverage. Um, but you have you know we're now at the point in time where some of those furloughs are becoming permanent people are being laid off or people already laid off before so what are the options that these folks are left with uh they can go cobra which i don't know uh who out there has their own experience with cobra but if you do you you know the cobra is uh, supremely expensive and uh you know this is in light of people losing their incomes let's keep in mind so cobra is one option but even that's going to have particular limitations. You can only carry it for so long, um, you know. Other things like that. Of course, the cost I reference, and you're basically stuck with the same plan that your employer offered before. So you don't have the ability to change anything. Or the other option, people can go to the marketplace, uh, go on the uh, Affordable Care Act site. Um, you know, it's a plus for a lot of people if they just lost their job, their income is low, so they should qualify for a subsidy. Uh, now depending on the state there can be some gotchas we're in texas where uh, the state did not extend the medicaid guidelines so in texas oddly enough if you earn too little uh, you don't qualify for a subsidy because you should be getting medicaid according to how the the law was written so a lot of people you know they can go to the marketplace get a subsidy uh, but you know there's complications with that as well you know what happens when you get rehired well, now your subsidy calculation is gonna be wrong, so now your tax bill is gonna um, be affected accordingly. And number two, you're limited to the options on the marketplace. You know, a lot of people like PPO coverage, that's what they're used to, uh, you know, that's what a lot of businesses carry. And if you go to the marketplace, you don't have PPO options, so you know, even if you can find a plan there, you may be, uh, you know, kind of limited by your choices, things like that. Um, Or, you know, you have people that will go on their spouse's plan, you know, if uh, if the spouse is still employed. uh, So that's an option a lot of people are using. Um, You know, another downside with that, however, is it's usually going to be much more expensive, you know, because companies on average don't cover dependent costs. So, you know, even if you can get your spouse covered on your plan, you're still going to have to pay that premium, which you probably weren't paying before because the employer was covering it. Um, so that's kind of the, the reality a lot of people are, are facing right now with the traditional plans. Uh this is another kind of unique angle in which Cal alluded to here a moment ago, how we can um really kind of problem solve in situations like this. One way that we or one additional way that we consider our, our coverage and our options to be uh flexible. So with that being said, Cal, you know, maybe um give some more detail on, you know, how we can go about that. I know you mentioned kind of mixing and matching the coverage, but um You know, maybe uh, give us a little bit more in depth on that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Let's go ahead and dive into those numbers you talked about. You know, so at the end of the day, if we're talking about a small business employee that's in fear of losing their job, what's the options when that happens? And the two main options you talked about just a couple minutes ago was either going on COBRA or going to healthcare.gov and potentially receiving a subsidy. Well, let's talk about COBRA first, and you had mentioned it's uh, really expensive. I would say that's an understatement. Um, So essentially what happens is when employees extended insurance, the employer is going to pay at least 50% of the premium. So from the employee's perspective, the COBRA is minimum doubling the cost that they were paying with their employer. Now they have to pay that on their own, and it's only good for – you know, I think it's eighteen months or under two years. Or a lot of people, so, their employers are paying hundred percent. So it's it's all cost yeah, now right. an employee. Yeah, that, well, that, yeah, right at a minimum of fifty percent. Right, so they could be paying a lot more. So yeah, their 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 premiums could go up three hundred percent. I mean, imagine the, your employer is taking out you know two hundred dollars per month out of your check for you having a coverage. You're forty five years old, and you find out the next month. That it's going to cost seven hundred and fifty dollars a month for Cobra, you're going to start looking for other directions. Yeah. So or how much, uh, the, the other African direction,
0: PPO family PPO is seventeen or eighteen hundred. Um, yeah, I mean, who, who can afford
1: that when they just lost their job? Who can afford that period? Right, especially when, yeah. right when their family was only paying you know eight hundred bucks a month if not less with their employer. So when they at that point they're going to realize well maybe i should go to healthcare.gov and then um, if they may be able to get a subsidy um with the um with their healthcare plan or a government credit depending on what kind of income level you're at but as Demick had mentioned um on on the last time we spoke he talked about that there could be a tax credit on that Um, what happens is is when you're receiving a subsidy, they ask you to project your income for the rest of the year. So if you're sitting in March, you gotta think, well, what am I gonna make from now to December 31st? If that income is short, then if you end up making more than that. That means that they gave you more of a credit for the subsidy than you should have gotten. So what'll happen is they'll come tap you on the shoulder at the end of the year and say, hey, you owe us X amount of dollars. Depending on what that differential is. So, it if you projects, too much
0: on the subsidy.
1: <laughs> right, pay you too much on the subsidy, exactly. So, on December 31st, if you had projected 35000 a year and you end up making $50,000, you are going to have a chunk of change to pay back the federal government for that subsidy differential. So, it's a very. Um, It's a a guessing game. A
0: lot of uh, the self-employed individuals already have. You know, that's one of the common things that we encounter with people that have those plans, uh, particularly people that are earlier on in their businesses when their income is unstable. You know, how many times have you heard that story where someone, you know, their income is at one point when they got that coverage and then by the end of the year was they actually made more than they anticipated. Now they they had to pay that back.
1: Or they're trying to play another game where they're trying to adjust their expenses, try to try to match what the taxable income is, you know, you can take a, a cosmetologist, for example. They have a lot of expenses. They have the chair fee. They have the fee they pay to the salon owner, and these are all expenses that they write off. So, depending on what happens in the economy, is going to depend on how many people are going to go and get their haircut. That could be a difference of fifteen, twenty thousand a year, in um in what they report to to the uh, federal government through healthcare.gov, that's a big chunk of change on top of the taxes that they're paying, especially being self-employed. So what Dimmick and I wanna do is we wanna talk to those individuals and say, look, you can guess all you want, and even if you do guess, you're only gonna have access to two or three different doctors if you take an HMO through healthcare.gov. So what we do is we set them down with customized solutions to patch in what their immediate needs are. Well, most of the small businesses that we speak to or the subcontractors that we speak to um, are only going to see what the direct threat is in front of them. And for most people out there, it's either an accident or fear of contracted co- or contracting COVID-19 and being hospitalized. So if you become hospitalized, how are you going to pay for that? Well, one of the things that Dimmick and I help out with are small businesses and uh, subcontractors Um, putting in hospitalization and surgery insurance that will cover your hospital stay without having to put a deductible down for over 180 days. So this is something that they can patch in that's only going to cover them for the surgery and for the hospitalization to give them that chance to adapt um, in the periods that they may not have employment or they're waiting to go back to be employed. So, again, it's all about the flexibility on how all that comes together. It to to Yeah, this is great for small businesses in particular
0: because I saw some stat recently that I want to say like over what well, they were saying uh, 200 employees or less. I mean, we're more focused on 50, 40 or less but at least 50% of small businesses in that range don't even offer health coverage, um, and these are some of the reasons why. Just you know, some of what we touched on our last podcast, and then ones we'll touch on going forward. But cost, inflexibility, you know, all these things, and all these things that we want to kind of help them address. And here's a perfect example. You know, maybe uh, that business can no longer afford to contribute $500 for their, uh, you know, furloughed or terminated employee's coverage. Well, I guess furloughed realistically you know, the people they anticipate bringing back, well, we can show them how to readjust that coverage to where that commitment's only 200 a month. And that employee can still have as Cal reference, catastrophic benefits or or outpatient benefits, preventative. um, So you still have some level of protection uh, without
1: having to just basically go all or nothing, right? Right, exactly. And that protects the employee's needs, knowing that their immediate threats are being covered And it protects the employer's needs from bringing that employee back, not having to recruit, depend on someone new walking in the door, hoping it's going to be a fit. You know, these employers, from the employers that that we've spoken to, they do. They value their employees. And this is, um, you know, health benefits are supposed to be a reward for a hard work done, for a good job, for being profitable, and all too many times we 're talking to to um, you know employers and employees alike that are disgruntled they 've seen their premiums jump up twenty percent a year they 've seen their deductibles skyrocket they 've had to change plans three out of five years or four to five years. So we want to put an end to all that, something that you can have long-term. If times get tight, we can make the adjustment, take away as much coverage as we need to, and then immediately add it back on as the economy picks back up. You're not pigeonholed at any time of year. So it's about the flexibility on on how how to maneuver during these times. And, of course, having the right plans to the right specialists if you ever need it.
0: Yeah, and this all kind of ties into our uh, concept of health insurance 2.0. You know, we we kind of uh, came up with this concept of an elevation or evolution of health coverage. And and these are a lot of the reasons why, uh, you know, a lot of the examples why we feel that, um, you know, that this evolution is superior. You know, the, the flexibility of coverage, you know, even something that we hadn't touched on yet in this conversation You know, for the employees that are furloughed or having their incomes reduced or eliminated, you know, think of how powerful zero deductible coverage would be in that situation. You know, it's in concept, it's all well and good to have coverage with a low or no deductible. But how about now when something major happens and you have no job, you know, you have no income coming in. So that's just, you know, one other powerful element of protection that we build into these plans um, which again, just, just trying to elevate everyone's coverage and and get everyone to a better place with this approach.
1: One last thing to keep in mind is that when you're a subcontractor, um, let's be real, many subcontractors out there don't have an option but an HMO. So most small group health plans require minimum two. Employees to be on the plan, they're not going to allow a 1099 employee on a group health plan like that. You're going to need to show that you're affiliated with the Texas Workforce Commission before they're going to extend you an invitation to participate. So say how many people have we encountered that have jumped through all kinds of hoops
0: to, to meet those qualifications qualifications just to try to get that traditional group coverage? You know, the, the people that hire their spouse, well, yeah, seventy five percent, hire their family,
1: right? Yeah, no, seventy-five percent or so. I would say, um, yeah. So, what's great about what we offer is that we can extend PPO coverage and and these type of solutions to both families, contract, excuse me, families, subcontractors, and small businesses. As far as your company paying it, that's just an extra form we add to the application. And as far as we're concerned, we just need to know what which account to pull the funds from. So we don't have those those restrictions those um um gotchas so to speak because you know it doesn't matter you know it seems like whenever someone's getting laid off it's at the worst possible time You know to where you only have option a or b you know we want to let everyone know that you now have options c d e and f as well and that you have several options to pick from but it's amazing how many people we speak to thinking that they have to follow a certain type of coverage they uh, you don't Um, you have several different options that'll even give you better coverage than what you may have with uh, um, an Affordable Health Care Act policy simply because we're not one dimensional. We're customized from the ground up. and But yeah, it's it's all about flexibility and having the options that you may not be aware of. Yeah. Customization,
0: flexibility. Um, right. As you said, just said, the options that most people don't know that they have, you know, that's really kind of uh, why we trumpet our message as hard as we can, because most people don 't know these options exist um you know outside of that, I think we 're kind of getting close to the time that we allotted here for this talk, so uh, i don 't know if you have any final points or anything cal but hopefully you know, hopefully throughout this conversation you know, anybody that 's listening or watching out there is able to get some enlightenment or
1: um you know so some input that helps them going forward. If you are a small business and you did receive an increased uh, renewal rate, which is this is the prime time of year that's going to happen, go to our website, custominsured, and we have a free quote calculator where you can see what kind of a budget we work with and then what the next step is. Um, you know, we can address that after we've established what the budget is. So please check that out. Let us know if you have any questions. We'd uh, love to be able to speak to you about that.
0: Yeah. that quote engines, uh, obviously we're the ones that created it. So we're, we may be a little partial, but uh, yeah, it is pretty awesome. You can go on there and uh, plug in all the info. You can quote a whole group, quote a family, quote an individual, um, you know, for an individual or family, you're looking at two minutes, two or three minutes and uh, it'll spit out a real price at the end of it. So Definitely, um, you know there's no risk or anything like that where we're not going to sell your info or anything we're just we're trying to put some numbers out there and make it make it easier for
1: people, and on top of that, it's all very secured. All the information is not going to be shared with anyone or no one else is going to have access to it
0: right yeah we we're, we're local, so um, you know we can appreciate that uh, outside of that you know we uh, we do appreciate as always uh, those of you listening and watching, uh, as I mentioned, hopefully we gave you some good enlightenment. And um, we'll look forward to speaking to you on the next one. Take care.